Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Oh, Max, I wish I was excited. I wish I was uh, a little happier about the state of our great metropolis, Chicago, right now. But, uh, you know, uh, it's been a bummer of a news cycle. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you want to start on first? Mm-hmm. You want to start on Jussie Smollett? Jesse I can't Smollett. figure that out to save my life. The gay Tupac? As he referred to himself, that's what he referred to. He called himself the gay Tupac. Yes, yes. It'd it'd kind of be almost better, don't you think, if somebody else said, "Hey, man, he's the gay Tupac." But um, self-proclaimed is really well. He's obviously in the self-promotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No shit. I, I, you know, what I'm gathering from all the uh, brand new stuff over the wire is. He did this about getting a raise on his television show, Empire. Maybe. I, you know, I can't get my head around this. It's like you would think with all of the racial division, all of the mistrust, the, the, the two cities we live in, black Chicago and white Chicago, that, you know, particularly somebody with some profile would not want to exacerbate that polarity. Um, Man, the more I think of it, the more despicable of an act it becomes. He fucked up. He yeah, fucked no up. shit. Honestly, he messed it up for everybody. And now this is a case of when somebody else does something and they report it, it's going to be a case of yeah, it gets you know, all the haters crying. Oh, yeah, it's going to be of some sort. They're going to go, oh yeah, he's pulling a Josie Smollett. Exactly. You know? And now, and but now on the other side of this, that's why it's now so we know in this world that there's people just awful enough to create this kind of like stunt drama, yeah, and and make it all about them. And there are personalities out there right now that do this. Well, this and is a high we need narcissism. to think. We do Absolutely. need to. We do need to think about that. It's like. It's like we're we're in this world where it's like okay we need we need to believe people, but then all of a sudden it's like wait there are people like staging attacks. Sonny, you know what? I posted staging about it when it first happened because I was horrified by it, and both Bob Chirito and Neil Steinberg wrote me right away and said, you know what? A lot about this does not add up. Yeah, and you know I looked at it again. It seems like. You know there are cameras everywhere. To in this be honest, city, when I first know? heard it, I was a little sketched it out smelled, by it didn't because it? it was like, why would a group of people just get together and just start? Yeah, and then for two guys to be saying someone. this is mega country, the one thing Chicago is not is mega country. Yeah, it, 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 and it was also it like was a what, shit was, depiction of the city <laughs> as well. It was, it was like twenty-two degrees out. Nobody yeah. was on the streets. No, no, yeah. it wasn't even twenty-two degrees. It was I mean, like negative below 22. zero. Yeah, 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 like negative twenty-two. I mean, like, and you know, the one place Donald Trump no is sense. genuinely afraid to go to is the city of Chicago. Here we we made sure to that in March of two thousand sixteen. <laughs> you fucking pussy. Um, he won't come back here. Yeah. Why would he? Yeah, but um, it's just... He can go to Florida and get, yeah. you know, thousands of people to sing his praises. That's all yeah. he cares about. That immediate well, gratification of people applauding in front It's of because Florida is America's dick. <laughs> you know, it just is. Yeah. Every dirtbag mm-hmm. in the world lives in Florida. But, Max, I'm I'm trying to figure this out from the perspective of he's much younger than me. Um, what, I don't know, what... This is a generation thing? No, I, I, I you know, I mean, I, I'm not... I watched the first two seasons of Empire and then I kind of stopped. What, uh, wh- what did he think was an upside for this? I'm, I'm trying to... Dude, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't it either. was attention seeking. It was, you know, narcissistic. It's, you know, it's that's what it is. It's not it's, it's nothing new. They say it's a publicity stunt because he was going to get fired from the show. They set his bail today at 100 grand. That's like a no shit bail. I, I just yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what runs through one's head to stage a, a hate crime. I just well, don't I just don't get it. And to send the letter in the mail to himself. And yeah. there's like that's 
federal mail fraud. Yeah, there, terrorist there's threat. A whole, there's a whole I mean, manner of. Uh, yeah, the, the feds were here and stuff. Yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, okay, so this guy, obviously, his career, singing career, acting career, are in the shitter right now. But we love a great comeback story. Will we well, hear from I, this guy I don't, again I don't in five, ten that, years? I don't know. I don't think this is like Winona Ryder yeah. shoplifting scandal. This is like your mind is really messed up. Or, He'll make a comeback in like. Uh, it would be better off if he were a drug addict, you know. I'm he'll serious. Make, he'll make a comeback in like a Bravo TV like reality show, like a Lifetime movie or something. No, 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 like no. a big oh, maybe brother. That, may, I could see that too. Yeah, yeah I could see a Lifetime that's movie. That's your best case scenario, yeah. right? No, I'm talking about Daytime you know, Emmy. You know those shows that come out in like A and E or Bravo, like where it's like he had it all. It oh yeah, like, like uh, who was the guy? Leaf. Uh, he was in a Bay City Rollers. He's always, he's always he's always the textbook case the, for the that. behind the music shit. Yeah, one know. of those. But um, yeah, he, yeah he'll probably have one of those. That gave Chicago a black guy, and, and today I saw um, Eddie it, Johnson, but, but the then, chief of police, and he was infuriated. And you know what? I don't blame him one bit. All this time wasted, all yeah. the resources. Yeah. I mean, well, dude, we already have a bad on rap. And <laughs> like. We don't need this guy fucking us up again, man. That that was horrible. Max, that was a really bad look on the Max, city for homicides, a homicides. Homicides in Chicago have about a seventeen percent clearance rate, and they had twelve detectives assigned to this case. Yeah, because this he was, was a rich, high-profiled guy, right? Exactly. I mean, but but you know what? Both both Robert Chirito and Neil Steinberg wrote about the cases that the cops aren't chasing because they're not high-profile guys, mm-hmm. and it was like he did a really grave disservice to the people of color in the city who were being victimized and murdered and exploited every single day, and uh, I, I don't know that I can forgive that. Yeah, you know? yeah. There well, are some folks uh, still defending him. Yeah, anyway. who were who were making? I don't, I don't up, know. I like. I'll there see are people on, on Facebook. I'll who see are on like, Facebook. I'll see something on Facebook. Like I believe um, the word of uh, Jesse over over. Yeah, no, I know. I over the CPD any day, and it's I don't like, believe dude, him. I get it, but at the same time, shut up! Like, yeah. <laughs> just shut the fuck up. Okay, that was uh, <laughs> the first black guy uh, Chicago had this week. The second one was when. The city council rushed through the approval for the $900 million TIF for Lincoln Yards. And folks, if you're not familiar with that, that is where the developers Sterling Bay want to drop 55 acres of fucking Schomburg in the middle of the north side of our city. And I can't tell you just how wrong this is on so many levels. With mm-hmm. that kind of TIF, with, uh, with, with that kind of expenditure. And you know who's going to wind up paying for it over the next 30 to 50 years is us, mm-hmm. the citizens of Chicago. Uh, long after the developers have made their deep profits, and long after this little lily white enclave full of charter schools uh, gets all of the best resources of the city, Mm-hmm. And the public schools, the police, the fire department, and the infrastructure uh, doesn't get dick. Um, this is the uh, this is the doing of this alderman who is now running unopposed in uh, the election. He does not have an opponent named Brian Hopkins. Now I remember this guy because he knocked on my door when I lived in Ukrainian Village. And he kind of talked a good game and talked about, you know, kind of taking the fight to Rom and not letting him walk all over the city. La, 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 fucking la. Well, as it turns out, big surprise, he fucking lied. And he is actually Rom and Daly's creature. And the more I think of it, the more that Rahm Emanuel's legacy in the city of Chicago as mayor is going to be Laquan McDonald, Lincoln Yards. Charter schools. Charter schools and thousands of dead children by gunfire. Good mm. job, fucking Rom. Yeah. Uh, well, 
But Brian Hopkins so, is my new my new bet noir. Lincoln Yards. Um, let's talk more about this. Well, I'm Lincoln going back Yards to my is located. Just to get well, this let guy. me. Yeah, let me talk real quick. Um, Lincoln Yards. It's the lo- its location where the, what the Morton Salt Factory is. That, oh yeah, that no, area? it's extensive. It's 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 over. It extends from Lincoln Park to Avondale. I mean, this is huge. Okay, this is fifty-five acres. A swath of the north side. It's going to work on Elston. It goes, yeah, it goes yeah. almost Elston, as far right? north as yeah. Webster, in the entire old Finkel forging absolutely okay. property, which is gigantic. And all this is and, all prime and the more river salt. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's okay. a it's just and they're the they're old taking s- they're taking all that stuff out and they're replacing. They're going to build with, a gated community. They're going to build a little safe white Susie cream cheese enclave. And don't forget, is that really that's really it? That's si- really what they're building. Yeah. 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 Okay, and the city, you know, sold because the city owned a lot of that land because mm-hmm. they had their fleet management there. Yeah, and they gave uh, it state. away. Yeah. They gave it away. Uh, yeah, they did. Yeah, you can get this property for a dollar if you get to improve it. Uh, yeah, you remember the parking meter deal? Oh, don't get me. That started. was Mayor Daly. Yeah, yeah, we got, we got fucked in the year uh, for about seventy five. That was million right dollars. before he left. Yeah. Which was to balance the budget so no, we no, could no, walk no. out saying... It's a 75-year-long ass-fucking... Exactly. To Force, fix to fix a one-year budget gap. Exactly. And they paid $75 million. So they showed the city of Chicago the pimp roll. You know, the, the $100 bill around like 61s. And we took the pimp roll. Now, if I'm the next mayor of Chicago, what I do is I walk through City Hall and I find a guy who's been there 30 years. I find a guy who's leaning on a broom, a career code holder, and I tell him, you're going to go out and you're going to trip over one of those parking boxes and you're going to break your fucking hip. You've been on the tip for 30 years. It's time to take one for How the team. How does one break their hip on the parking box? I'm sure some guys from the streets in San could figure it out. And then they could say those parking boxes are those fucking medicine and validate the kit. They're the bulky, contract. solid, and tall. I don't, I don't know, you know what you can do. Dead people vote in Cook County, Max. Okay, miracles well. can happen, son. Yeah. <laughs> I just think Lincoln Yards, and there's also, it's a real threat to the venues. So it's like Hideout Metro. They intend on putting these theaters in there. They're built into the plan. Are these licenses for a house for 4,500 people, 1,500 people, 250 people? Okay, wait, 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 wait. Slow down. So there's going to be a gated community from Lincoln Park to Avondale. Yeah. Okay. All high-priced condos. And it's just going... Avondale? No, not Avondale. Almost. If it's... Where does it end? Elston and... It goes from, like, Webster... As far north as Webster and the river in Elston. Okay. Like where that movie theater is and all that stuff. And all the way down south past uh, north or to North Avenue, basically. It would cost us oh, the hideout. Did. It would cost us the hideout because the whole neighborhood would change. It would cost the hideout. And, and the problem with those music venues is that, you know, um, I'm all for like friendly competition and stuff, but they were all going to be live nation Absolutely. V- venues, which would squeeze out people like Joe Shannon exactly. and, and promoters and in the hideout, the hideout. people, people and, who've been promoting shows and music so, in the and city. And the empty decades. bottle. Is and there gonna be is there gonna be venues in this gated community of yeah, Lincoln Park? Yeah, gonna that's be, the, the, there's gonna be stores, there's gonna be so to as it use. stands now. Um, and people in the city that surround this place can't get in there. Um, well, what's the deal? They, they can get in there, but think about the traffic congestion. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're talking about 6,000 units. Say half of them have a car. The, uns- the snarling at the intersection of, say, Armitage, Ashland, and Elston. Elston is, already is, a Elston's a great street. For traffic, though. yeah, it and was. Now it's not going. Yeah, to it be. was. No, now it's going to be uh, just as awful. Mm. Is trying to go east at night on either Chicago or North or Division, mm. or go or worse yet, going west on those streets. Yeah. So this is uh, 
This is a grade A clusterfuck, and the city rushed it through. They absolutely rushed it through the city council. There's going to be a vote. 11 aldermen have said, we are not voting for this shit. Yeah. We need 26. Now, mm-hmm. there's an election coming up, and one of the referendums people are kicking around is, should there be less aldermen? Should there be, instead of there being 51 of them, should there be like 15 or 25? Mm-hmm. Which sounds to me a, a good deal more reasonable. Because stuff like this has been happening in Chicago since there was a Chicago. Mm-hmm. And... It doesn't seem like a big deal now because it's all theoretical and it's on paper, but the minute this thing goes up, it's going to change our city forever. And I don't think for the better. I think the disparity between black Chicago and white Chicago is going to get even wider. It's going to be a city of rich and poor. The urban middle classes have been priced right out of this city. Mm -hmm. And... I would like to think of this still as a place where everybody has, you know, some vital part of it. Every single group is uh, absolutely essential to it. Yeah. And Sterling Bay, they're one of the primary fosterers of this kind of gentrification. And it's a bad idea. Um, and, And the thought of losing the hideout where... Man, where so many careers have been fostered, you know, Nico Case and the Mekons. Uh, the whole bloodshot, you know. Al- the Waco Brothers. Yeah, that whole alternative yeah. country scene is like, that's kind of like. That's ground zero, yeah. man. Yeah. Like you know, that's, farm, that's yeah. kind of the, the. The Sistine Chapel yeah. and all that stuff, yeah. That's the tabernacle. That's the cradle of it, you know. Yeah. So. so it's Matt- very saddening. <laughs> this is very sad. It is, isn't it? You know, I mean, but Max, like yeah. you grew up in this city, and when you see like the changes that are happening, you drive down Milwaukee Avenue and you see these twelve-story high-rise, yeah, condos. Like, what does that mm-hmm. make you? What does that make you feel like? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, I th- those those high-rises kind of started to come up in my teen years, anyway. So when I was hanging around that neighborhood, those were up. So. I don't, I can't, I can't say like, yeah, I was around Wicker Park when it was different. I mean, I was around when I was a kid a little bit, but like, I don't know. I mean, did you ever go to a show at the Double Door? Yeah, but like those high rises were around it, you know? Sure. But you're, I mean, you're, you're 27, you're 27 years old. You've you've lived in the city your whole life. So the last 10, 15 years, do you yeah. feel the city, like when you look around at the city, do you think it's better? Do you think it's no. worse? Oh, God, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's not, it's not, um, I mean, Wicker Park, it's not was, better. Wicker Park was kind of your playground, you know, throughout high school. And yeah, what the changes it's still, you it's still, see to I be mean, young it still and still is, it's still, it's still, is, you still go there, you still attend your your neighborhood and your and your spots but yeah you do notice it's changing though i mean yeah. but you don't want to you don't want to give into that that idea it's like why would you just stop going you know it's it's well do you think in 10 years do you think St. Alfred's will still be there um yes okay there's a little bit of hope <laughs> yeah yeah no I, I think i think a lot of the companies that like helped fuel the neighborhood are going to be around a lot of mark you know i mean a lot of the record stores a lot of the i mean a lot of things change yeah, yeah a I mean, lot of things, things change things, things change was, was busy be open when you moved to chicago yeah, yeah. that yeah. was like one of my first same diner. here man i mean <laughs> yeah i missed that joint but you know like you could say that about leo's lunchroom you could say that about club foot you could say that about the double door i mean yeah there's a ton mm-hmm. of... The Double Door is heartbreaking. That was hard. Because the Double Door, I saw some of the greatest rock shows I've ever seen. Yeah. And, you know, people... Some people have said to me, well, you've gone on and on about the Double Door, but... Mm-hmm. Um, look, I know change is a human experience. Yes. It happens uh, no matter who you are or where you are. But uh, when you throw out such historic venues... Like the double door. I mean, you know, in 1994, uh, there was a stone show 
and it was five bucks to get in. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Joe just went up there one yeah. morning, but tonight, Rolling Stones, five dollars. You know, it was in '94. It was a little later than that, but um, like '96. But, he, but here's the thing: like a, a, a venue like the Double Door helps foster a music scene. Mm-hmm. You know, it was an anchor in the neighborhood, and you know, however many nights, five nights a week. If you were a young musician living in Chicago, you'd go to the Double Door to see what the other band, what the other local bands were doing, what what new acts were coming up, you know, and and it was a place for people to meet and yeah. talk about music and yeah. form bands and like that's that's how you get Frankie Knuckles, that's how you get that's how Liz you, Fair, you yeah. know, that's I mean, how communities are born, exactly. that's how art movements are born and and fostered through the idea of this. Uh, ever fluent and fluid community uh being accessible to each other you know and not, and now we're we're seeing that kind of being replaced you know by commerce which you also need yeah. commerce in it there isn't there isn't a lot of <clears throat> there isn't a lot of going out to those venues these days it's it's hard to it's hard to say that but i mean unless like one of your friends is playing a show then yeah, but then like it's like everyone is seeing a show at like the Metro. Everyone's seeing a show at you know a little bigger of a venue than something like the mm-hmm. Double Door, like a bar venue. It, it's just, do you, it's, do you go to like the Empty Bottle or the the Double Door when it was open or yeah, I, I I would, but I mean or City Winery. Yeah, any any of those joints? No, I I don't go to City Winery. Um, City Winery. That's for middle aged white dudes. Yeah, well, it's yeah. it's just I, it's just also not in a neighborhood that's like for people my age yet. Um, but I don't know. Hey, I can't afford hanging to out is all over the place now, though. With that said, so it's like everyone's in Logan Square. <clears throat> Where do you guys go for there's, shows? There's there's shows at at Kohl's. Kohl's shows yeah, at, I um, love Kohl's. East Road Kohl's. It's on Milwaukee Avenue between like Fullerton and California. You know the yeah, Burlington used to have shows in the back there. Sure, they still do. Oh, the Burlington, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Burlington, they still have shows in the yeah. back there. Yeah. Yeah, but Coles is great. Coles was like a guy who just like quit his day job accountant type thing and was like, "I want to make a cool bar with like free shows." Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and he did. And it's yeah. who, who plays? See, it? if they're charging like ten bucks, maybe even five bucks for a show, it's like I'm not. It's like I'll just stay in the bar part if I don't know the guys. It's like I didn't come to like. I usually go to bars to you know talk. Girls. <laughs> Sure, girls. girls talk. I I don't know. I but like that's the only like, reason I went to I don't, bars. I don't like going to bars and just like standing and watching performances unless it's like my friends or um like someone that really gravitates like my attention. Mm-hmm. Well, and it and, and that's I mean that's perfectly fine. I mean everybody's got yeah. you know different yeah, things yeah, they do. The, uh, yeah, I don't I care mean, about like, the people who love. Yeah. I mean, I don't think bands are as big of a deal as they were when I, because there's so many other ways of making music. So many. Yeah, the the, uh, the industry's changed so tidally that yeah. you can't, um, you kind of can't get your head around. You know, more more often than not, people are go out to see DJs. They go mm-hmm. out to see um, somebody spin. You know, like mm-hmm. yeah, there's a, that's there's kind a really of more cool what it is down, now. Yeah, there's a really cool place down North Avenue. It's like a speakeasy. It, it poses as a record shop. I think it's called Adrian's. Mm-hmm. And you go, Joe Brill spins there, and, yeah. and people go there just to. That's a lot more comforting these days <clears throat> than say walking in and you see a guy with uh, an acoustic guitar. I'm sorry, yeah, dude. That I'm, can, be, that can sometimes rolling, be a very rolling, bad sign. I'm rolling my eyes at that. I'm rolling my eyes really? at that. Yeah, dude. Come on, I you've never seen shit at never the bar. Never seen a good. You all, no, the word. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've seen. Oh, I've I've heard some good songs, but sometimes it's just like, dude. It's just like I can't hear my voice. I want to yeah. talk. <laughs> like it's like, and you're and like I know what your last song is gonna be. What? All right, guys, you already know what time it is, you know. Okay, it's time, you know, it's, it's time to get out of here. And it's, uh, oh, do you hear that? Closing time. You don't have to go. Really? Home, People buddy. actually fucking do oh, that? Oh, it's the, I've seen it done a few times. Who's that song by? 
semi-sonic circles. Well, you're going to the wrong bar. I mean, if you go to like yeah, some, no some, some open mic bullshit, yeah, you're going to oh, yeah. see that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're going to see Wonder No, Wall. if you go, I'd rather, I'd rather no, if just... you go to like the Irish uh, Irish eyes or, or uh, like... What the what, fuck are you a doing Lincoln there? Park bar. Jesus Christ, stay at a Lincoln Park. I'd I wasn't, I wasn't up, there recently, but Sonny, it's just I'd like, rather that's, pick up that's the coal. type of shit that'll happen. I'd rather pick up hot coals with my ass cheeks than go to any of those joints, yeah. you know? Um, Ow. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of... Uh, it, it's changed. I mean, well, you know, I, I used to love going to see bands, and uh, now, you know, I go see Steve Earle at City Winery or Richard Thompson or, you know, I'm old, you know? Um, yeah. yeah, that's a little different than, like, going into, like, Smoke Daddy and seeing a guy with an acoustic guitar. Is that the guy with the closing time song? Really? No, I, I, he could have very well have been there. Yeah, but that's uh, also how that's, about some pulled pork and some semi sonic. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what the band. Which a pound a nail through my big toe instead. Jesus Christ. Well, I think one thing that's kind of exciting about all this stuff is what's going on in Uptown with the revitalization of the Uptown Theater. Redo the Uptown, yeah. And supposedly, there's a I double door. shows there. There's a double door venue up there. I'm hearing that, but I'm also hearing stuff like that's not a done deal yet. Where yeah. is it? Where well, is he this? said that in the paper. By the Uptown Jerry. Theater, Broadway and Lawrence. The Uptown was a legendary Dude, venue. they're always trying to like talk Uptown up every year, and it's just no, like, No, no, hey. it's happening now. Okay. Yeah, it's like happening. A, like but a $70 million. Max, the Uptown, the Uptown was an amazing venue. Was oh, a, no, I'm not talking about the venue. I'm talking about the neighborhood oh yeah it's got, yeah it's got issues <laughs> well, yeah it's, just, it's a good place to get stabbed I yeah don't, i don't mind having to go somewhere there but like don't be like yep uptown it's on the come up it's like it's been on the come up for yeah. how many years now uh well, should we oh sorry i was just gonna say i think it, it's got some cool architecture it's got Great theaters, the Uptown, of course, but like, you know, the Riviera. I saw so many. I worked shows at the Uptown when I did concert security when I was younger. And uh, I saw some amazing shows. I've there. never set foot in that venue. Bruce Springsteen, Peter Gabriel. Um, <clears throat> the Uptown was a very cool place to see a show. And it was like know? the last of the great theaters. Yeah. It was like, yeah. The, yeah. like the biggest, best, most badass one. Do they still have shows at the Aragon? Yeah. The Brawl Room? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, that was the worst place to work a show. It's the oh, worst cow. sounding venue in town. It's yeah. that really small venue, right? No, the Aragon Ballroom's huge, but it's got okay, a big what, domed ceiling. What is, it? what is it? It's about how many capacity? Is it 10,000? Yeah, something like, that? something like yeah. that. What's that really small I saw venue? Keith Richards' band there. And you know what? With all that shitty sound, the way the sound just bounced all over the place, that band sounded great. You yeah. Know? Well, you know, he could he's he's played in a few weird venues. I'm yeah, sure he well, could make it was, it sound good anywhere. It was that band he had when he made his solo records. It was Ivan Neville and Waddy Wachtel and a oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. bunch of session guys called the Expensive Winos, and he he came out with this. Uh, <laughs> Two records, Talk is Cheap and Main Offender. And man, I, I love Talk Baltus. is Cheap. Yeah. I love that record. Yeah. You know, that that might be my favorite record of the late eighties, you know. Really? Yep. I think wow. it was the bottom lounge. Oh, that place was yeah. awesome. There's a small Belmont. spot though, right? It was yeah. on Belmont, right by the L-Trans. It's gone now, the bottom lounge. No, it's is it gone? They, they re they had the move down on Lake it's Street on Lake or some Street shit. Now, yeah. In a in a, like a huge venue. Oh yeah, but bottom it looks lounge, big now. You, yeah, the bottom lounge used to be a really cool two room venue. The bathrooms are down in the basement, and it was right by the L the L stop on Belmont. Oh god. I- and when yeah, they re- I remember that, joke. yeah. And when they redid the station, they had to vacate. Am scray, yeah. yeah. But the what one of the Reggie's? one of the you rooms guys- was super small because we we saw the ska show mustard plug. Yes, that would definitely be played. And there was like this little back in the day. carpeted how, how many, like stage. How many like, ska very shows small. did I sit through when you were in? Uh, I was talking. To, I was talking grade in high school. Ooh, this was, is so funny. Ska music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I yeah, was, I was yeah. just talking about. He used to do the dance. The, I was, I was just talking. Dance, to, I yeah. was just talking to my acting class about this. Um, uh, and we were talking about all like the ska music and Mar- streetlight manifesto. My teacher, my teacher liked a lot of like different. Like she liked Aquabats. Yeah, the flogging, Aquabats. Yeah, flogging yeah, 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 Molly. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Uh, the specials. The yeah, specials. yeah, I love the specials. 
but the ma- specials are kind of a different era. They were like the first. Oh, they were the, they were the very beginning, w- w- 1979, with other folks. And then you had like that new wave of ska with like Mustard Plug. And then you had like Real Big Fish. I don't like Real Big Fish. Um, I remember taking you to the Metro Street All like Ages Manifesto, show. Yeah. And I'd sit through five of these Catch bands. Catch 22. I'd be reading at the bar. Dude, I used to work at the Metro, and the worst nights ever were the ska band nights. The people in the bands were always great. The problem is each band had 15 guys. Yeah. You know, yeah. horn section, the three guitar players, yeah. Yeah. You, know, you know, a guy just dancing who sings occasionally. Yeah, there's always one Did guy. Did you ever see Deals Gone Bad? But dance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dave, Deals Gone Bad Dave was Simon, so much fun. Dave I love Simon's that band. a good buddy of mine. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Is he the main guy? Yeah, he, the little dude with all the tattoos. And the glasses? And, yeah, Goon tattooed across yeah. his head. He, I actually That was a great band. Deals and Gone Bad. And they're, yeah. they're so much fun, yeah. <laughs> you want to get him in what was on that the podcast one, What was that one song? Yes. I, Is he here? Dave Simon? He lives in Chicago. Dude, oh, fuck. I'll we got to get him. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'd love, I'd love to. What was that? The one song that you put on my iPod and I wouldn't stop playing it. Messing around. Yeah, yeah, I love that song. Um, Well, he's got a great voice, and um, oh, that's not, that's not. I mean, that's not Dave Simon. Dave Simon's a guitar player, and and Dave's gone bad. Ah, okay, okay. We'll still have him. You know, Um, Uh, he's in like seventeen bands. Now you, you, now you don't really listen to a lot of ska anymore, though. I listen to it from time to time. But I mean, it's just like it's it's just so it's just such a it's just such a funny corny sound. It's like it's not doesn't really go with the time of today. They always have one fucking guy who doesn't play an instrument, doesn't sing, just stands up there and dances. You know, jerk dance. You yeah, know? A hype man, a mascot of some sort. Yeah, yeah. like uh, no, I mean, but a the, shouter or but, a, I mean, Scott. It always kind of oh yeah. It always comes to kind of. It always comes out of these like times when like stuff is kind of cheery or something or like or like when or you stuff want, is kind of hostile or, or when things know? are stupid. <laughs> All right, we'll get Dave Simon on the podcast. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just not the time for Scott right now. Yeah, Scott, you, but you Scott's to, temporarily yeah. dead. Uh, but I love yeah. Scott. No, I I think about it and I think where can I make a movie in like 2006? I was like where I could. S- Slip all this ska music in. That'd be fun. But, I think that'd be a great idea. Yeah. You but, know? But I wouldn't want it to be like a. It's a ska movie. <laughs> I had one. Bonk, mighty, bonk. I had one gets, Mighty Mighty Boston's yeah. record that I just fucking wore out. You know, I just loved it so yeah, much. Yeah. And uh, they're good, but. Everybody kept hiding they kinda, that CD they from They kind of act like the bad boys of Scott, and you're just like, okay, No, guys. they're kind of a bunch of prep school guys trying to be the bad boys, you yeah. know? Well, so, they're, they're Boston dudes, so yeah. East Coast attitude. Yeah, so we should, Z we should move on to to Machado. You're not, I'm, I'm fine with them not signing Machado. Hey, them. you know what? For what you're going to pay Machado. I think we should have signed him. Oh bullshit! I, okay, what, I am hey, a you know what? See, I am a Adam Sox fan. I don't know anything about baseball. See Adam Dunn. And see Jim I'm going to argue with you. Uh, these guys did not perform as advertised. Machado was in the World Series last year. Yeah, and they lost. Oh yeah, because because <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, this is because actually of, a fact, Max. Because of him. I don't know it's if it's because game. of him, but uh, no Boston beat him. They lost on pitching, like everybody loses in the World Series. Pitchers win it and lose it. Okay. Um, I I didn't like Machado. Uh, first of all, I don't like how he plays the game. Stepping on, spiking guys, stepping on their instep, and just basically being an asshole. It sounds like he has championship DNA. That's just fine, but you know what? For what you would pay for Machado, you can get three or four pitching prospects, and that's what the White Sox need. They need a goddamn bullpen. They don't have one. You know, we have one. We have like a half of starter. We got no pitching. The bones of a team are kind of there. You know, you got. We should give Jose Tim Tebow Abreu. a call. Fuck Tim Tebow. He'll jack one out of the park. <laughs> Isn't this the guy who was a quarterback for the Broncos? Yeah, and he killed Isn't it. Isn't he like a fucking Jesus guy or something? He 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 loves the Lord. <laughs> no, no. Um, now you're just carving on my dick. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um No, no. He he was on the Broncos though, and he won a he won a first round series. 
So everyone was like, is Tebow? <laughs> like, good? Is Tim, <laughs> is Tim Tebow the answer? Was, it, it, I have to admit, I don't remember I, him being I, a bad I fell, athlete. I, I fell in that camp after that. I was like, I was like, yeah, I think he could play. <laughs> like, but it was just he was what surrounded. What 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 drove him? He was just surrounded by like a really. He was surrounded by the cast that like Peyton Mandy Peyton Manning Manning was eventually going to be surrounded by. So it's like, so yeah, yeah he's yeah, he's exactly. capable of winning a first round game. Yeah, with a, an all star quality he just, team. Yeah, I mean, dude, he, he was the dude that kneeled. Yeah, he was for just, Jesus. He was just oh, under. Fuck. He was just undersized, man. He was like, <laughs> was he a flutie? Like was he's he an a athletic. He's an athletic like freak though like his first game in like what's what's the minor league he's chilling for no 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 no. i'm not i'm not i'm just i'm just kind of he played i'm just kind of backing up the facts is he gonna make the baseball the bigs or i mean no no i don't think so but what what's what's the minor league triple a triple a yeah it's like first game in triple a hit like a home run his first thing at bat first that's a good first impression yeah yeah Yeah, i don't i don't know what do you do the next 12 yeah i don't know his numbers anymore but he has these Jesus-like moments. I'm not. You know, I'm not defending it, but it's well, true. It's like, oh, he wins his little first-round game, and everyone's like, oh. He are we talking about fir- Tebow? Yeah, he it's a home run, and his and yeah, his he, first he won a football at player. Bat. No, he won a train he, up for he's playing professional baseball, minor league baseball right now. Well, but here's the thing: if you're good enough to make the NFL, you're probably good enough to make AAA. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. like. But you, I got to tell you something. It, the hardest thing to do in the sports world, the absolute hardest thing, fastball. is to hit a round ball with a round yeah. bat. Okay, with this, uh, what, what do you guys think of like people like uh, Deion Sanders and, and like Kyler Murray right now? Um, Kyler Murray right Bo now, Jackson. that short. I hate Did you guys know about him? I hated Mm-mm. Deion Sanders. I couldn't stand that asshole. Neon Deion. Because you're a hater. No, he was a great athlete. And, you said uh, fast. You were that probably one of those. Fast. You were probably one of those white guys on your TV. Like, damn it, Dion. <laughs> oh no, he refused. <laughs> he he refused to run out pop ups and shit like that. He was just a dick. You know, I mean, I liked him better as a football player. You know, I don't think he was any great shakes as a baseball player. And he just bugged me. I didn't like him. You know, Bo Jackson. He's a hot dog. I love Bo. Bo. Okay. Was he a better football player? Yeah. Okay. He wasn't a bad baseball player. He though, could but, hit the shit out yeah. of the ball, and he was fast Boy, when he, too. When he got yeah, and he ran right fucking through guys. Nobody. It seems ever, like everybody like he would. He they would hit a ball to center field, and he would be backing up the center fielder. You yeah. know, it was insane. What he ran ab- across the wall. What about people who like everybody who played baseball, basketball, or baseball, football? What have you? It, it seems like baseball was their second strongest sport. I think baseball was yeah. usually their first love. Yeah, but the money of the NFL yeah. is. But what is? It, but does that say something about baseball a little bit? Well, it, baseball, it, Max. When we were growing up, baseball was the American pastime. I wanted nothing that, more. I wanted nothing I, more than fine. to play center field for the White Sox. That's fine. And I couldn't hit. I a understand curve. the American dream aspect of it. I'm asking. Is it is it less is it is it is it is basketball football is that harder than baseball? Is that what that's telling no, me? No, I think baseball I feel is like probably, that's telling me that. And I'm not trying to I'm not trying to insult fi- the game. No, in any no, way. look look, physically, um the NFL is much harder on your body and, and probably the NBA, yeah. but I'm gonna tell you something. Baseball, they play 160 games a year, and you yeah. got to be conditioned for the long haul. They're all mm-hmm. equally hard. They're all equally arduous jobs. You know, it um, seems like baseball has more. Your phone was ringing. It seems like baseball has more opportunity for for different athletic skill set than. Maybe like if you can run fast, you can. Yeah, run the bases. I mean, you, if you can you, hit you, hard, if you're strong, you can be. You can be a what a DH. Baseball yes. makes DH, base, uh, yeah. to be a good baseball player. You have you must be a good athlete. You know, I and, uh, uh, I was on softball. Sorry to just segue here, but I was I was on a softball team, varsity. No big deal. You just sign up and you get on. Yeah, uh, but I I. Uh, 
I really suck on the field of baseball. Mm-hmm. Can you hit? And uh, that's the funny thing. I can't hit, but I always get on first base. And I, t- I asked the coach. Hey, having a good on It was a really funny. It was a, a really deal. funny guy, and I go, "Hey, man!" I go, "I'm on the B unit team." I go, "I want to be the DH." He goes, "You can't fucking hit." I go, "I go, dude." I go, "I know, I know." I go, "But uh, I always get on first base." I swear. I go, I, I go. Even if I hit it an inch, I'm always, I'm always gone. I Fuck the Red Sox at time, man. And then he goes, "Okay, you're gonna be DH," and I did. I got on first base every time. What'd you do? It's Just valuable. wait for a walk? No. No, I hit it one time. One time, I hit it literally an inch, an inch out. Like and I, you legged it out. Like I, I, I went for it really low, hit it, and it went an inch. And the the catcher thought it was gonna go foul because it was rolling that way, and it just yeah. magically stopped perfectly. And you and legged got it there. out. I might have got to second. This sounds like the most boring <laughs> baseball career I've ever. No, I, I was, I was. Well, when you were, look, I was when you strategic. were a little kid, when you were a little, I was kid a mind playing. game. Can I tell the T-ball stories? No, no. Oh no, no, no T-ball stories. What in no middle name? He's not going to tell me his middle name either. No, so socks don't sign Machado. No. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. No, no. What's the what's What's the T-ball story? I had my mask over my face, or you my, had my your glove mitt on your as head, my mask. And you and Cody were wrestling in the outfield <laughs> while kids were hitting the ball out to the outfield and scoring uh, on us. Yeah, and then it's T-ball. You just hit it off the fucking tee, and Max gets a hold of one. He kind of hits it, and he just kind of stands there and then he eventually starts running down to first base. I, I thought I, I thought I really whacked it out of the park. Yeah. And, uh, and you it. know what? You did get on first base. I will say that for you. And, um, they call me first base max. <laughs> I guess they did. I get that bodes well for you, son. First base max. Now, see first in high ba- school, first base. I would, I, I don't know if I'd want that nickname. Because that just means all you can do is make out with chicks. You never no, it means you, it means you at least get to first base. Yeah, you always get to first yeah, base. At least. You know, by at the way, you, you know, the, the Boston Red Sox built a team on the statistic of on-base percentage. Sure. Period. Period. I mean, mm-hmm. guys who were like 240 pounds, but they always got on base, you know. Or Mark Beltran, who only hit really great in like October, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like they built a team on all of these anomalies mm-hmm. and a bunch of math nerds figured out how to build a championship team. See another, another, th- another place, another skill set that baseball has for math. Oh, sorry. The uh, math. See analytics. Okay. But, but other sports have room for that too, but let's, let's move on. So to what about Zion? Zion you were excited Williamson. about this and now he got hurt. He got hurt with a knee injury, but it's not serious. Everyone thought it was going to be like ACL or whatever. Knee injury is, is always serious. a knee sprain, a minor knee sprain. People have that. Okay. If that's a thing. Uh, so I was worried that that was going to affect the draft stock of things that, you know, say Zion does get a really bad knee injury. I don't think he's going number one after that. I don't. No. I think so. You think you think Bulls can get him? Well, that's the thing. See, if we don't get Zion, if we don't get number one, and we get a number two or three pick, or even four, we still have a shot at like really good players. That's a good but idea. If then. Zion gets injured and falls out of that, yeah, it puts pressure on the Bulls to get. A high pick. Now, it the, really does. Are the Bulls losing enough of games to See, achieve dude, this? Um, they they uh, traded Bobby Portis and uh, whoever the fuck. Uh, who, who? Who's who? Bobby Portis, who was my favorite a, insane player. He's the one who punched what's his name, right? Yeah, you love you love the the fact that he punched Nico Miritich in the face. Well, you know, then all of a sudden, <laughs> Nico Miritich started scoring and having great games. It's like, okay, I know how to fix Miritich. Have Bobby Portis punch him in the fucking face you, beginning I mean, of every season. I want, I, I want to cut together how many times you've, 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 you've you laid this you one should. down on the podcast. I, th- I, I can remember okay. at least four times. Yeah. Well, anyway, 
the injury was not serious, so the draft still kind of remains the same. We need to just keep losing games. We traded for <laughs> Otto Porter Jr. He's kind of better than I thought he was going to be. Uh-huh. And I don't know why we got him, but we got him. And uh, he's helping us kind of win games, and I don't really like that. But we'll okay. We'll figure it out. Son of a bitch is winning games. Yeah, gonna put an end to that shit. Fast. No, but no, but we can't. We can't be this mediocre team. No, I don't or, mean to be like team they're running lose. in place. Another thing is, look, Boylan does not seem to be the answer either. No, yeah, the whole thing. And I like no. him. I, I, I don't want to talk. You about You got to get coaching. rid of all those guys. You got to get rid of Paxton. You got to get rid of Boylan. You know the whole. Let's the just whole focus schmear. on the top pick first, and then we can. Focus on getting rid of those guys. We need a team. I agree. We need a team. Okay. Well, let's move on. Uh, Last Sunday night, I saw Laurie Anderson at uh, the Art Institute. Now, Laurie Anderson was was married to Lou Reed, and she's a phenomenal performance artist, singer, mm -hmm. artist. And... uh, I had not seen her. I had dinner with her and her cello player, uh, Ruben, the night before, and I had not seen her since before Lou had passed away. And the show at the Art Institute is just one of the greatest things I've ever watched in the theater. Just an astonishing show. And I don't really even know how to describe it. It's, uh, you know, she started out the evening with a tribute to the great Ken Nordine, um, who's, you know, he's my generation in fact he's a couple generations older than me he was 98 when he died he had a thing called word jazz and he was very inspired by you know poetry um the beatnik kind of smoke spoken word of the 1950s and uh she she played one of his recordings and did a tribute to him and then did uh all of her own uh poems and songs that were political uh, kind of with a small p and made you realize the the longer curve of a great artist's career and uh, mm-hmm. man it was astonishing to watch and it was I was so glad you know also it was nice to be back inside the Art Institute of Chicago and I realized how long it's been since I've been there mm-hmm. and um, since you know, you've had that show uh, since I was in that one yeah. One really wonderful print show. And boy, that new modern wing is just astonishing. That's I mean, the first time you've been into the, the new wing? You know, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's it gorgeous. Is. I got to tell yeah. you, you got to go there during uh, when the weather's nice. They've got that pedestrian bridge yeah. that goes over into the park. And I got to tell you, they knocked that out of the park. I got to really tell do. you, you walk through the Art Institute of Chicago and you, you are very aware that you're walking through one of the greatest collections of the creative output of humanity ever mm-hmm. made. You know, yeah. it's, I would say it's one of the top three museums in the world. We're very lucky to have it. Yeah, it's right up there with the Louvre and the, and the Tate and the Victoria and Albert Museum. I mean, it's just... And they just mm-hmm. they just a few years ago, like, rearranged the whole museum and the flow. And you it, know, and everything is not all crowded together, yeah. you know, and... Uh, Man, it's it's great. You can get a full 360 around most things. And this weekend they had the Pitchfork Winter thing, and there the Deerhoof oh, was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple of ratbacks, and and man, they made really great use of the museum without hurting or interfering with any of the art. They had the room to do it. And God, hats off to the Art Institute. They really did an astonishing job with this midwinter festival. Mm-hmm. And nobody knew how this was going to go because this is the first year they've ever done it. But they recruited, uh, you know, top-of-the-line talent that a lot of people don't think of on first blush. A lot of people think of other names and, you know, with the, the whole Kardashian celebrity kind of thing. The Art Institute curated this thing by picking the best artists, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, musically. And uh, they put them all over the museum in a way that just made it this kind of uh, symbiosis of sound and sight. And, boy, you know, I salute them. It was great. I enjoyed it. Cool. 
Yeah, I uh, graduated uh, from an acting studio uh, at, at Black Box Theater, and I want to give them a shout out. Um, yeah, so uh, I I took uh, Black Box in June. Yeah, late June. I started their classes. Uh, which was started by some astonishing actors, including the yeah. great Audrey Francis. Yeah, yeah, she she's one of them. And I think, Amanda Fink now. Yeah, and, and she's still and yeah, yeah, Amanda Fink is is the new uh, is is the new director of something. I, cool. I don't know if it's creative director or, or or what have you, but there's there's a few there's a few people in charge there. But she was my uh, instructor, the last uh, instructor I had for B three, and uh, she was awesome. She was cool. amazing, and uh, I just want to—I just want to tell people, yeah, and, and shout out to the other instructors too. Actually, uh, James Lee, Sean Paris were my first teachers, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Catherine Bourne Taylor was my second teacher, and they were great as well. But um, just yeah, if anyone is an actor and they're young and they're just like still trying to figure out different techniques and and processes Black box, and absolutely. styles. Or if you're an actor who's like, you know, been doing this and you're just uninspired and you just mm-hmm. haven't maybe gotten work as of late or, or something like that and you want to try something new or just something, I, you're, you're looking at me. You were looking at me like, is he talking about me? No, no, no. no but no, I wasn't. I'm no, on I'm a just TV talking series about, yeah, yeah, two exactly, movies this exactly, year, youngin. You exactly, know? no. But no, but, I, I but, believe um, me, I'm thinking about taking some but, classes. But uh, no, yeah, it's it's so valuable. It's um, it was so special, and uh, I hope to continue with other stuff around there. But we'll see. I don't know. Cool. Yeah. But All shout right. Out to well, them. that's uh, that's what's been happening with us in Chicago for about the past week. Yeah. And uh, some good, some bad, some ugly, and uh, we will see you next week, kid. Take us out. Thank you. Hey guys, this is Max with Patrick of the Max and Tony Show. We just want to thank you guys for tuning in to our 67th episode. Sponsored by Forbidden Root Beer. Next time you're in Chicago, check out their brewery on 1746 West Chicago Avenue. Big shout out to Parkwalk Productions, home of the Max and Tony Show. Don't forget to check out Adventureland Gallery and the Dime Showroom at 1513 Northwestern. We are currently showing... Simple Mathematics by Gregory Boozerith at Adventureland Gallery. Want to catch up on old episodes? Have any burning questions to ask Max or Tony? Then go to themaxandtonyshow.com and then tune in next time for our 68th episode. <laughs> so cute.